Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are on week seven of a seven-part series. We've called it the seven most powerful characteristics of a leader. And if you've been following the series, you'll know that uh, over the last 30 years of trying to grow as a leader, uh, what I've done is try and pull out those seven characteristics which I would consider most important to develop and grow in if you want to improve the effectiveness of your leadership. And so I want to dive into this uh, final one today, which I've simply called encouraging. I believe great leaders are encouraging leaders. As a leaders, we need to lead ourselves with courage, but we need to lead others with encouragement. Now, I mean, you know those words are very similar, courage and encouragement. One is we need personal courage to lead. But then as leaders, we need to be able to put courage in others to help them grow and give of their best. Encouragement is about being others focused. Great leaders are not focused on themselves. They focus on others, strengthening and encouraging. Someone once said, the only thing a leader really needs to be the best at is bringing out the best in others. You don't have to be the smartest, most skillful, best orator. You do have to be the best at trying to bring out the best in the team around you. So I want to look today at three great encouraging leaders and see what we can learn from their lives. And the first one is Jonathan. King Saul had a son. His name was Jonathan, best friends with David. And uh, let me read to you from 1 Samuel 23, verses 16 and 17. It says, And Saul's son Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. Notice the intentionality that Jonathan had. Now, David was going through a really difficult time. King of the land was trying to hunt him down. He was uh, running for his life. And yet, Jonathan intentionally went to find him, to seek him out and to encourage him. So first thing we notice is that encouragement requires some intentionality. It's not just one of those throwaway add-on characteristics. I'm encouraging you as a leader to get intentional, to begin to, whenever you're with people, how can I encourage them? Not focus on myself, focus on them. And by focusing on them, I'm going to need to encourage them. Notice how he then helped David find strength, because that's really what encouragement is, helping people find strength. And it's very practical. Let me mention four quick things that he did. He addressed his fears head on. Don't be afraid. You see, that's why we need encouragement. It's the fears, worries, anxieties that hold us back. And to encourage someone means to address the fears in their life. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear hold you back. But then secondly, he spoke prophetically over David, reminding him of God's plans and purpose for his life. He said, you will be king over Israel. Now, sometimes we forget God's plans and purpose. We forget what God has said to us. David, I mean, Jonathan must have known. When you were a young boy, David, you were anointed by Samuel to be king. It's going to happen. Don't be fearful. God's word is going to come to pass. I love that sense of prophetic encouragement, reminding someone God's got purposes and plans for your life. So don't hold back. Thirdly, he gave his friend full support even at his own expense because by rights he himself should have been the next king. This is huge for me. Jonathan was the next rightful king. His dad was already king. He should be the next king. But he says to David, David, you're going to be king and I'm going to be there second in command right behind you, giving you support. You see, that's what encouragement is about. It's about knowing you are people around you who are supporting you, who are willing to lift you up and nudge you forward. And then fourthly, he changed David's perspective. 
He said, uh, and, my, and what did he say? Even my father Saul knows this. What, what basically he was saying is, David, you think you're scared of my father Saul? Let me tell you, he is scared of you. He knows you're going to be king. He knows the hand of God is upon you. So don't you be afraid. Let me tell you, your enemy is even more afraid of you. What a great leadership moment in Jonathan's life and what a difference it made to David. Quickly, let's look at Barnabas. Barnabas has always been one of my favorite leaders. Barnabas... Um, in fact, his name was Joseph, but he had such a characteristic in his life of encouragement that they nicknamed him the encouraging one or the son of encouragement. Acts 4, 36 and 37, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. I love that. He was uh, not one of the church leaders recognized at the time. And yet, sometimes the most encouraging people in the church are not the frontline leaders, but those who are willing to take the vision and run with it. I think he was the first one for the, to, to act out this extravagant generosity, sell a field, bring it to the apostles' feet. And I think his example encouraged so many of the others to follow suit. And then uh, he volunteered to go to Antioch to the new church plant in Acts 11, 22 and 23. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Notice how he expressed encouragement. He focused on what God was doing, not the problems. You see, to be an encouraging leader, it's easy to see problems. Encouraging leaders, look for the positives. Look for what God is doing, for what someone is getting right, not just for what they're getting wrong. Secondly, he was full of gladness and positivity. He was glad. Encouraging leaders bring energy. They bring some positive. They bring some joy and not just gloom and despair. And then thirdly, encouraging them all to stay true to the Lord. I love that. Come on, keep on going. Keep on trusting the Lord. That encouragement is what all of us need. He went on to lead this church plant into an apostolic-based church that impacted nations. Third example then I'm going to finish with is not a person, but actually a church, the Corinthian church. And now the Corinthian church, there were big problems in the church, but they were doing some amazing things right as well. And I want to show you how it was their action, not their words this time, but their action that proved so encouraging to other churches. In 2 Corinthians 9, 1 and 2, there's no need for me to write to you about the service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help. And I've been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year, you and Achaia were ready to give and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. I love it. When it came to generosity, they were eager to help. They were ready to give and they were enthusiastic in attitude. And that combination encouraged, it stirred other churches into action. That's encouragement right there. So it's not just words of a leader, but the actions of a leader as well. Your readiness, your enthusiasm, your eagerness to help, which inspires others and gets them moving. Encouragement is not just words, but action. And so here's the, the challenge I want to leave you, leave, leave you with. Leaders are called to get the best out of others. And one of the best ways of doing this thing is through encouragement. Encouragement requires intentionality like Jonathan, words like Barnabas, and action like the Corinthians. And the return on investment is huge. So here are three quick questions to ponder. Number one, take a moment and rate yourself in this critical leadership component. Would others describe you as an encourager? And if not, maybe it's one of the characteristics to really work on. Secondly, of the three examples above, which one stands out most to you and why? And then thirdly, what's one step of intentionality that you can commit to that will grow your encouragement as 
a leader. I really hope this little series has helped seven most powerful characteristics of a leader. If we grow in them, I believe our leadership gift will grow from strength to strength. So may the Lord bless you. Hope to see you again soon. Until then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.